also on the flip side of like feeling that deeply into like the maybe the harder parts you also get to feel that deeply into the lighter parts and oh my god what can unfold when you start truly feeling those parts it's like being high all the time <laughs> i mean not all the time just in the good parts no <laughs> but, um... <laughs> hello 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 and welcome to fully blooming with me Ola parks in a world where we are inundated with information telling us what to do and who to be, this podcast is here to remind you that you already have all the strength, power and wisdom within you to fully bloom and your intuition is the key to unlocking it all. Enjoy the episode. Hello and thank you for coming back to listen to another episode of Fully Blooming. This week I am really honoured to have one of my closest and dearest and bestest friends on this podcast and her name's M Naylor or Emily Naylor I know as M and we've known each other for only a year and a half or just over a year and a half and we'd speak a little bit about how we meet um or how we met our little meet cute and also how she's really helped me heal my sisterhood wound um our friendship is incredibly for me, unique and has really helped me heal and taught me a lot about what true friendship really is. It was an absolute honour to have her on. Um, She has so much wealth, so much wisdom, just from her own experiences and all that she's been learning. Um, She's been training as an IIN health coach and is now focusing more on empowerment. Um, She also does yoni massage and is hosting ecstatic dances in Mazunte in Mexico, where she leaves to in a couple of weeks now. And yeah, we discuss all things, you know, how we, how this is a different type of friendship, how it's really, I guess, a much more conscious, a much more aware friendship when you're so aware of your own processes and your own limiting beliefs within friendships. It's really amazing what actually being in this type of very held space can um, do for your friendships and relationships. So I'm very, very grateful that she, the angels and the stars aligned and we sat next to each other at that TED talk. Um, Enjoy the episode. She has so much to share and I can't wait to bring her on for many, 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 many more episodes. Um, Yeah, enjoy the episode. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Fully Blooming. I am beyond excited because I've got my bestest friend (laughs) on the episode this week and we've been talking about it for a while and it's finally happening and I am so so grateful to her for showing up here today and for wanting to share the space with me and to share what we're going to share about now and We'll talk about a little bit about how we met because it was very special and very magic and very aligned. Um, but for me, M has opened my heart beyond belief. She has inspired me <laughs> so much to continue to show up. And something that actually we'll touch on later is that she continues to see me, whatever mood I'm in, whatever emotion I'm moving through, whatever I'm moving through in that moment, she continues to hold me and see me in that version of my higher self and 
it's yeah all the goosebumps <laughs> and it's it's such a rare thing and we wanted to do this podcast because well, this episode sorry because we realized that we both kind of do that for each other but also that we don't actually maybe have that with so many friends or it's quite a rare thing to experience so she is an mm. absolutely incredible inspiring just empowering strong all of the amazing things I could just go on and on and on but it's such an honor and I'm so grateful and not only to have her on this podcast but to have her in my life and I always ask like what did I do so well <laughs> in a previous life or what, what I've got some good karma somewhere for this angel to have dropped into my life so thank you for being here Em and yeah welcome to Fully Blooming. Thank you so much that's such a beautiful intro um i'm right back at you honestly i i was actually reflecting on this a bit this morning um on my dog walk and i was just like i mean i think about it daily i'm like thank god for all that <laughs> like whenever i'm having a bit of a moment where it's a bit rocky in the road and i'm just doubting myself or just something happens that just doesn't feel good i'm like I honestly think that you are you are a huge credit to why I'm still doing what I'm doing. Like, especially with business, I think I there are so many moments where I've been like, "This is so hard," and then I just come to you, and I'm just like, "Yeah, it's that thing." Like, you remind me of my own power, my own abilities. Like, why I need to keep showing up, um, and it's a really special thing in a friendship. So, thank you for for being you, and thank you for inviting me on. I'm so happy to be here. <laughs> I feel like we could go on and just like bounce back and forth being like no I love you because of this no I love you and just be like oh and you and this and I forgot this so there might be a few yeah. things that pop up throughout be like oh and this she also does this which is amazing um but would you like to share a little bit about what you do and yeah you mentioned your business so yeah what do you do yeah absolutely yeah so as Ola said I'm Em and yeah, my business uh, is called Soul Health. I'm an empowerment coach. Um, I trained as a health coach with IIM. Um, and then my own personal story moved me into empowerment coaching, uh, which is where I am now. I am in England right now, but I've been living in Mexico and I'm going back to Mexico in less than two weeks, which is exciting. Um, and yeah, there is, it's magic. <laughs> um I run an ecstatic dance there um, every Sunday. Um, I've done a lot of, yeah, exciting things are kind of developing in that space. I did my yoni massage training um, earlier this year from Mexico and there'll be a lot more exciting trainings and workshops and things coming up there. So happy to be going back soon. Um, yeah, that's pretty much me in a nutshell. Mm. Wow, yeah. Mm. And I love that these things have you went to Mexico with kind of a few intentions, but the ecstatic dance and the yoni massage and all of the work that you did, that that was just very like natural. And it just really like, those are things that you just called in and magnetized in. So it's been so amazing to like watch you bloom into those things. And the fact that you're going back to like work on those things, I think is just amazing. And I'm so excited to see what happens this year with you out there, because I think last year, like we spoke about privately, but you know, the first time that you go out somewhere, it's very different to then 
when you go back and you know what to expect and you kind of have more of a routine or you kind of have more of an expectation or a structure or things. So yeah, I'm so excited to see what you create and bloom into out there. Um, But yeah, I didn't know if you wanted to actually talk a little bit about the uni massage. Because I don't think, I know that wasn't something we touched upon earlier when we were like going through this, but actually as that came up, I was like, that's something that like, I think so many people, I mean, I only heard or discovered a little bit earlier last year and like you taught me so much when you were going through the process as well but yeah if you want to touch a little bit about that I would love you for to share. Yeah so it's something that might sound a bit crazy and a bit foreign if you haven't really heard about it before. Um, Certainly for me I was introduced to it in Mexico um and then yeah i did a few women's retreats with a really good friend and then she was teaching um us to learn how to do to hold your own massages um so the can i pause only- you there quickly i was just i think you're about to go into it anyway so i was like if someone doesn't yeah. know what the only is as i was listening i was like oh god <laughs> sorry i'm obviously so, my mouth <laughs> yeah the yoni is the sanskrit term for the womb space um so the the massage is is it's a whole body massage and then it's external and internal massage and the kind of purpose of it is the intention behind it is multitude of things it can be to release trauma it can be to release stuck energy uh limiting beliefs it can it can connect you or release uh past partners um it can reactivate pleasure in your body um areas that for women, a lot of us, we haven't connected to all of the areas of pleasure that we have inside. Um, so yeah, just massaging that spot and then we can activate it. And then through that, you can also do like your own yoni massage. It's an incredibly powerful practice, but a lot of different things come up for people um, and you can't predict it sometimes. I mean, I've had ones where I've just been like lying on the floor, like crying my eyes out. And then I've also had extremely pleasurable experiences. I've also had somewhere I was just like really numb and wasn't really feeling anything. Like it's really, yeah, it's really beautiful. Um, and yeah, I mean, as women, our our power is is like stored in our womb space. So um, it's releasing and accessing accessing that power, so we can keep stepping into it. Mm, I love that, and that's something that I also kind of delved into last year. This kind of realizing how much trauma and how much emotion and energy we store in our wombs as women and I think the first time I heard it I was like what the hell like and maybe some people have thought that right now so if you have like that's absolutely fine because I think it is still but even using that to be like oh that's my reaction to it we're more than happy to get a massage everywhere else on the body but actually we've got I'm not sure the scientific details of it but like we've got so many muscles within our womb and I don't know, someone, I remember someone saying, you know, if you um, are in a car and someone pulls out in front of you and you panic, you instantly tighten that area of your body. And it's kind of that. <gasps> and then we keep doing that throughout our life and we never have the chance to relax. We never have the chance to just let it be and just let it, yeah, get released, whether it's through our own massage or through someone else doing it. So I think it's hopefully becoming a much more accepted thing and, um a really necessary thing if we get a massage for the rest of the body why on earth would we not massage that area as well um but yeah, i think and it's really useful if um sometimes i've done a massage on the same person twice like recurring 
So the first time it might be really tight and it can feel like a lot of tension in the muscle. And then as we gradually work through it, like the next time you can feel that the muscle is so much more relaxed and it really, it responds really quickly. Um, you can release the tension really easily if you just know how to do it rather than just keeping all of that stored energy there, as you said. Mm, yeah. And I guess so a big element of it is like creating a safe space, right? Because obviously it is a very intimate, um, I guess, vulnerable for a lot of people and quite a, a, well, very personal experience, right? So it's not that you're just going to turn up and just feel just turn up and say to anyone like, oh yeah, you'll do. I feel like you've got to build up like a relationship with that person who's doing it beforehand, right? Yeah, absolutely. So the whole process is like you really ease in gently and the whole thing is like three to four hours. So it is like a whole thing and we'll like we'll sit down and we'll speak about your pleasure practice we'll speak about uh past partners we'll speak about like your relationship to your yoni to yourself to your body um then we'll ease in we do like a meditation grounding we set set intentions we everything is done intentionally so even removing of the clothes you let go you say what you want to let go of with each layer of clothing um and then we'll do like a whole body massage yeah it's like it's really, really important actually for the body to feel completely safe and not just go straight in and everything is asked permission. Like, is that okay? Is that okay? Is that okay for the next step? And then you have to check in with yourself and just like what your body is saying. Maybe your body says no. Like maybe it gets to the point where we're going to enter and, and the body's like, no, actually not today. And that's totally okay. And it's so important to listen to those signals. And and partly, actually, that's part of the work is that sometimes we haven't always listened to our body signals in the past. Like how many of us have maybe let in past partners that maybe didn't deserve to be there. Um, and that's like rewriting those rules and actually just taking full empowerment and full uh, responsibility for what what we let into our body, what we let out of our body. And yeah, just owning that space. Hmm. I know I'm go you're going to be back on this because I'm like, there's hundreds of questions coming through my body. I'm like, we can talk about that and that and that. So, um, but I think something that <laughs> is really beautiful is that actually, I don't know if men do it, but that it's a female mm -hmm. thing, I mean, as in a female doing it to another female. I don't know if that's the right term, doing it, but, um, or offering the practice. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that leads me quite nicely onto how you've also really healed me with my sisterhood, my sisterhood, my sisterhood wound, and <laughs> how this is why this friendship is so like special and important for me because it's unlocked ways of being in friendship, of being in friendship with a woman who that for me previously was unheard of or untouched. It was just, I don't know, we're in the same industry. Previously, I'd be like, so, I don't know, oh, you know, she's got clients, she's got this, she's got this. Like the jealousy would be huge or there would be just kind of this lack and scarcity mentality. So whereas with you, you told me something this morning and I was just like, oh my God, that's amazing. <laughs> that's so exciting. And I think for me, that has been a really healing experience, which I've then been able to pass on to other friendships and relationships because it's this, it's a huge healing of the sisterhood wound. So I don't know if that's what your experience of the sisterhood wound is or yeah, how you found yeah, it. Yeah, for sure. I feel like it's such a, a present thing is this idea of like, 
women competing, right? Like the idea that there's only space for one of us in the room. And that kind of comes from like the patriarchy, like what better way to weaken women than to turn them against each other and therefore through that turn them against each, uh, against themselves. And what better way to reverse that effect and strengthen the power of women is to come together and to share because collectively we have so much that we can, so much support that we can give each other and there is space for all of us. Like this is like when you realize that, then what like how much power is that? We can just like celebrate each other, and it's not like oh you you achieve this one thing, so therefore there's no space for me to achieve it. Like no, we can share and we can bounce ideas off each other, and yeah, that's been a huge journey for me as well. Like with you and also with other sisters, and particularly I would say in in Mazente in Mexico. Um, with all of this women's work um, and then what we both do as well like coaching specifically for women um, yeah this this new this new way of doing things where we all come together and we all share and we all support each other and bounce each other up <laughs> mm, yeah and I think it's the the friendship and the support actually that has been really new for me this feeling that people have my back. I don't have to have, I don't have to be the only person that has my back that I can, if I'm feeling low or I'm feeling like I just need someone to be like, you can do this and be like, just give that little extra nudge and push. I know that I can call you or message or whatever. And it's there, that support is there and there's no judgment. There's no, oh, you know, why does she need this? Or does she not have the confidence herself or anything? It is this, pure again what we mentioned earlier but you I feel that you just see me in the best version of myself always even when I'm lying on the floor crying naked on the bathroom floor like just curled up on a ball sending you a voice note sobbing my heart out you said it a few days ago that you are almost excited to see what magic comes from that low moment and I think that was such a because we can know those things, right? We can know, you know, we'll go through the dark nights of the soul and there will be, we'll alchemize it and there'll be magic out of this and we can continue to grow and it's just a learning phase, et cetera, et cetera. But sometimes to have someone to hold that space for you, and I guess this is what you also do in the uni massage and with your coaching, but it's that, I think it's really undervalued that ability to, for someone just to see you exactly as you are and also as the version of the person that you want to be and the person that you want to step into and they also see that and they also know that it is possible and that you are going to get there and yeah I mean it's it's interlinked with all of your work right just this holding space for people to and you do it in your friendships and I've noted that you've shared with your sisters as well and I don't have any siblings so for me that again is another wow (laughs) because there is this real sisterhood and community and I'm slowly building up in my own way but um yeah I wanted to major like the most thing is I just want to say thank you (laughs) and again it's going to be another love note like there you go (laughs) I love these love notes um yeah and it's like it's kind of a two-part thing right like on the one hand we want to be strong and independent and powerful and and know how to look after ourselves and ultimately like we are our biggest support and we want to be able to find everything that we need internally and not always be searching for the 
outside for all of the support and love and validation that we need. However, we can't always be running at 100%. Like, we're not. It's unrealistic. And we need to also, as well as have that independence, also be able to fall back and be supported. And the ability to be supported is actually something that needs to be cultivated. Like, a lot of us have um, kind of fallen into this thing like, well, it's kind of like the the feminine thing, right? Like, I'm as strong as a man and I'm independent and I can do everything. Like, yeah, we can do everything. And also we don't have to. And we've spoken about this a lot before. It's like, also allow yourself to be supported for all of this. Um, but also uh, an anecdote on what you just said about, uh, yeah, when, well, either of us is at rock bottom because, you know, we get there, everyone gets there. And, and I said that, it, it makes me excited to see like obviously I'm sad that you're in pain but also I'm so excited to see what happens next because to me you're like a superhero movie where like you know where the main character the superhero gets knocked down and then you think it like you think that's the end but you know it's not going to be the end because then like he just develops this other power like suddenly he can like turn invisible or he can, like make a force field or like grow another arm and <laughs> to me that's like yeah, when I see you in in the shit, <laughs> whatever you're going through, I'm like, wow, I can't wait to see where, once you've alchemized this lesson, like where that then leads you, what next you're going to build, what next you're going to grow, what, yeah, what other superhero power you're going to develop from this situation. Um, and it is that, it's seeing, it's seeing your friends when they're in the shit, not being like, oh God, poor you, you're in the shit. It's like, also holding that space for them and like giving them empathy but also you can see while they can't see necessarily in this moment but you can see where like their higher self you can still access their higher self and you can see where this lesson is going to take them and i think sometimes we just need that external person who can still see our power when we can't see it ourselves absolutely and you shared that superhero anecdote with me and i was like yeah i'd love to grow an extra arm and i was like ola you are a, um, what's the word? A specific manifester. So let's not say, like, we've got to be very careful with our words at the moment. <laughs> so I was like, oh yeah, I'll just have a force field or something. I'll take that instead rather than the arm. Um, but absolutely, it's, I touched on it in my last podcast, kind of the, e the end of the strong independent woman era of enough is enough. We've, I think so many of us have proven to ourselves that we can do so much on our own. We can get through a lot of shit and as you said we don't need to do it on our own and we don't and levels of support vary right so I definitely have some friends that I reach to for certain things and um I think this is something that we touched on this summer that in through our various voice notes is that because we're going through mm -hmm. similar experiences and we're going through and building on similar businesses or in a similar industry it's we have picked a different lifestyle right we have picked a very different way of living and hopefully in some way it's becoming a lot more normal to do this to kind of be think outside of the matrix to question things to really dream of a life that looks very different to what we've kind of been expected to imagine and dream of for ourselves but I think something that I found was when I spoke to particular friends, it almost felt that I had to always be okay. 
And previously it was, I felt that I could share things with them and everything because it, we resonated because they were kind of, we were kind of in the same planes almost that we were playing in and we were kind of living the same similar lives and everything. But once I actually stepped out of that and we've stayed in touch, it's been hard to share open and vulnerably because there is this fear that I've picked this alternative lifestyle, alternative in inverted commas, but I am almost the representative of that for them. Maybe they are not in contact with anyone else who has done this, or maybe they don't know anyone else who's kind of picked this lifestyle. And I almost felt that I had this pressure that I put on myself to be this, this is the way to go, this is the way forwards, this is the only way. And it was definitely this pressure of, I can't, I can't tell them that I lay on the bathroom floor crying last night and everything feels like it's falling apart because then it's almost, I wanted to pull them over to the, to the dark side, right? <laughs> they weren't going to come over if they knew that it was a miserable life or not a miserable life, but there were miserable moments, which I think come up in all parts of life, whatever you choose to do. But I know that we spoke about it this summer and just wanted to share a little bit more about that as well. Yeah, it's like, it is a very different life because for me and you, like the nine to five doesn't exist. It's not like we have like five days on and two days off for the weekend. We don't know what country we're gonna be in like next month, let alone next week. Like things are shifting and changing all the time. And people, I mean, people will plan like, I've been invited to a wedding next summer and everyone's like, yes, I'm free that weekend. And I'm like, God knows where I'm going to be next summer. Like, I, there are about 10 different countries I could be in. Like, I'm, who knows? So, yeah, it's it's very, very different. And sometimes, I, yeah, I've had the exact same experience where I felt like I'm almost like the representative or like the spokesperson for this way of living. And therefore, there's like this pressure that I have to prove that it was a good choice or that I have to prove that it's like, yeah, that I've that I've made the right decision and that I'm happier in this life than I would have been in the old life. And realistically, both versions, there's hard parts and there's good parts. Like life is a roller coaster. You're never gonna have like all sunshine and rainbows. There's also the shit to go through. And maybe sometimes this one is even harder because or feels even harder because we're actually facing the shit. Like in the old one, I was working, like, for reference, I worked a corporate job for two years in London um, before all of this. And I still had bad moments, but I would just numb it out. I'd just go partying and I'd just drink a lot of alcohol or whatever I was doing. So it still existed, but I didn't sit with it and really truly feel it. And then maybe it didn't seem as bad. Whereas now something will come through and I'll be, like, broken, like, <laughs> feeling it. Like, I mean... I had a week, like, for all transparency, I had a week in um, May where my sisters literally barked me for a week because I couldn't get out of bed, I couldn't do anything. And that was because I was truly, truly feeling it. Like, if I was in this past version of me in corporate London, I would have just brushed it under the carpet and just kept going, completely ignored it. So, yeah, it does sometimes feel like we have to be like, yeah, everything's, everything's great, you should do this too. Like, this way of living is really working. And it is. But also, there's bad parts. Um, as with any way of life and it really helps to have a friend who you can share so openly and honestly and as we say like they don't see you for the broken person that you feel like in that moment 
they see you for the strong person that you truly are and they remind you of that and then you come out the other side absolutely and what you touched on is the numbing out and i think that's what feels hard in this way of life is because we are feeling it and that we there isn't an escape we have chosen this way of life we've chosen this path to truly delve deep and to figure out what is going on why am i feeling these ways because the, at the end of the day i think our souls they're not anxious they're not frightened they're not fearful they're not depressed they're not all of these things they are just very pure very (laughs) neutral but it's kind of uncovering all of the conditioning that we've been put under and all the yeah the limiting beliefs that we've really taken on over our life but and just like unpeeling them and kind of finding that like very peaceful part within us but also knowing that we are human and we're souls having a human experience right and human experiences we can either really feel them and feel the highs and the lows or we can as you said completely numb it out and pretend like it's not happening and I think it's easy to take the numbing out route that is the easy option this isn't I think yeah I'm not saying that taking the option where you delve deep and get to the root core of things and really discover who you are and feel everything it's it's not the easy option. It's hard. <laughs> it is so hard <laughs> at times, but it's so worth it at the same time. But I think it's and if we lived in a society where that was the norm that you know you had moon circles where you could go twice a month and share or you could be very open about your period and be like, "Hey, my energy is like this at the moment." Or you had ecstatic dances where you could just go and release whatever you needed to having built up that day or that week, then it would be easier. But I think it's also hard because we are, for me, I realised I was taking on a lot of shame as well for feeling these things because the easy route, the numbing out route, that is the easy path because everyone's doing it. And it's, there's such an element of difficulty for especially when I first began this I don't want to say journey but different way of approaching things or different way of looking at things it was incredibly lonely and isolating because I didn't feel that anyone I couldn't explain it to anyone because I didn't feel that I'd had those conversations with or they wouldn't resonate or they wouldn't understand so again coming back to why I value this friendship so much because you get it Yeah, and by numbing out, we're not receiving the messages from those difficult emotions. Like, difficult emotions aren't just there by accident. Like, we're feeling stress because something is overwhelming and it needs to be changed. Like, we're feeling fear either because it's, like, something that's outside of our comfort zone that we need to step further into, or maybe it's just genuine, like, that isn't for us. Or, like, yeah, you're feeling unsettled in a relationship. Well, then you need to also approach it and, like, see, like, what is, is always, always a message from every emotion. So the lows, actually, they're not really like lows. They're kind of just like, yeah, that's just the lessons. It's just the way that they come through. But also on the flip side of like feeling that deeply into like the maybe the harder parts, you also get to feel that deeply into the lighter parts. And oh my God, what can unfold when you start truly feeling those parts? It's like, 
being high all the time. <laughs> I mean, not all the time, just in the good parts, no? <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but like, I have had ecstatic dances or even just in Mexico when I'm riding on my motorbike. And there was this period of time where like, I don't know what was happening, but everything was aligned. Everything was just amazing. And I, if someone texted me and said, how are you? My eyes, I just started crying. Like burst out crying with just like, happiest tears I've ever had of just like I'm amazing and I just can't even contain it like I'd ride on my motorbike and I just have tears streaming down my face because I can it, it can feel it like as energy uprising inside me and like the energy of love I mean one time I had this amazing ecstatic dance where we're all together at the end and um what's the song by John Lennon something about love anyway we were all singing all it you need is love is it Wait. that I think I would remember that mm. It's not. I don't know. Anyway, and and I was just like, "What is this thing that's happening to me? Like my whole body's tingling, like everything." And I was like, "I'm on ecstasy." And I was like, "No, I'm not. I'm literally just high in love." Like, how cool is that? So, yeah, it's worth it. It's totally worth it. Absolutely. <laughs> and I think there is also that beauty of when you are in those low dark moments rather than feeling so confused by it and so lost in it, you're actually like, okay, I know this is really, really hard, but I know there's some magic on the other side of that. And even if that is the only glimmer of light that you have, just to be like, it has to get better because it ha- it does. It always, always does. And I think it can last for a while, right? It can last, that those dark nights of the soul can really last. I think so many things, when people say dark nights of the soul, they're just, oh, it's just one night. <laughs> it doesn't quite work like that. And I think almost the longer, the deeper, the harder, the more magic, the more alchemy, the more light that comes out of the other side as well. And if you struggle against that darkness, not that you miss out on the light, but if you suppress it, if you ignore it, if you numb it out, you're not going to feel that kind of balance on the other side, right? That light and love and joy. And it's that makes you almost want to go deep and you're like, right, okay, if we're doing this, we're doing this. <laughs> like, let's do it and let's go in deep. But um, yeah, knowing that you don't have to do it on your own as well is key and crucial. Thank you. <laughs> another love note sent your way um and i wanted to touch a little bit about our work and how this was another comment because all of these topics that we're talking about just came from voice notes <laughs> that we've had and i was just writing down notes and it was this moment that we were reflecting to each other that the work that we do is very much There's a lot of people in this industry who for them it's very ego driven and it's very, I don't know, I'm a healer or I'm healing loads of people or I'm helping loads of people or I'm empowering loads of people. And actually what we were kind of both talking about this week was this, we've been shown repeatedly, both of us, that this is what we're here to do. And it keeps evolving, it keeps changing and growing but actually we're just channels for the work that's meant to come through. And yeah, I don't know what your reflection was on that because obviously I would, like we had the conversations via voice notes and things, but it was that also that, you know, we are very 
we try to put ourselves in a category, we try to put ourselves on with a label or, but actually it's more about what the work that we're doing and there's so much attachment to these labels and things. I'm going off on so many different topics, but yeah, whatever you want (laughs) to share about, because I think there's so much wisdom that you shared with me about it. Yeah, it was, I think that you'd actually kind of already had this process before I had, like I had it fairly recently where there was a lot of my human stuff was getting in the way. And there were a lot of things like creative ideas that were coming through me. And I was like, amazing, amazing, amazing. Like that would be super helpful. And like, yeah, we we know we're here to do this work. As Ola said, like we've been shown through many different avenues. I mean, mine started with a palm reading in India and it's just followed through since then. And there was just all this human shit of like these fears and this self doubt. And then it was like, yeah, I want to do this workshop. It would help so many people. And then like, oh, but what if not enough people sign up or these kind of things. And then at one point I was just like, Em, get out of the way. Like, this isn't about you. This is so much bigger than you. And as long as you keep putting your stuff in the way of it, like you're blocking the work that needs to come through you. You're really like, just a channel it's really it's very egotistical to get all caught up in my own like fears and self-doubt and as soon as I realized that I just started doing it like it really it activated something and it yeah turned into a lot more action than just like these ideas that then just got stuck at the point where they reached me um so yeah that's definitely been an exciting realization and I feel like you had the same one where it was just remove yourself from the equation and just let it come (laughs) absolutely and yeah I think I had it earlier in the summer kind of May June and it was just this message of like just do it just get on and do it because there will always be excuses there will always be your mind coming into play stories and rather and my process up to that point was very much well let's sit with these Let's sit with these fears. Let's sit with these limiting beliefs and doubts and figure out where they came from and try and release them. And actually, that was a big wake-up call for me of, if you're going to do that, you're not going to get anywhere in life because there is only so much time. (laughs) And you cannot spend your whole life analysing and figuring out every single aspect of your limiting beliefs, of all of your different processes. And actually, sometimes you to get through them and to release them, you just need to go through them. Like you need to just go headstrong and just drive through them. And like, even if you're screaming and being like, oh God, this is just so awkward. Or this is like, even starting this podcast, it was this, but what if no one listens? But what if, uh, what if I don't speak very well? What if this? And I still notice these thoughts going on in my head now. But it's almost like, well, first of all, does it bring you joy? Yes. Second of all, does it feel good when you're actually doing it? Yeah. That's kind of my two criteria at the moment. (laughs) And the third one, of course, is could this potentially help someone in some way, shape or form? Great. So let's just do it. Because as you say, I think it's very easy for our mind and it is quite egotistical to withhold that wisdom and the knowledge that we've accumulated and we've learnt and now is the time that the whatever you want to call yourself but a light worker or um energy worker or whatever it is this is a time we need to step up 
because time is running out in some ways, right? We are creating a new world. We are, but there is a limited amount of time before kind of shit really hits the fan and we there isn't a way back, right? And at the end of the day, it's if we can just inspire one person to be truly who they are and to truly step up and show up and do whatever they can to the best of their ability that they actually want to do. And whether that's an, being an engineer or a lawyer or a energy worker or a dustbin man, if they are doing that with intention and with pure, in a way, choice that, you know, I choose to do this to the best of my ability, then that's enough. And yeah, removing ourselves from the equation and just sharing what needs to come through and just hoping it reaches someone and doing the aligned action and trusting that it will get out there. Um, but yeah, it was definitely a, I mean, I don't know if I'm going to get like copyright for this, but just do it. <laughs> just do it. Um, and work through that and just get through those fears and kind of, if you have time, work through the fears afterwards if you want to, but sometimes just head going headstrong through them is the way to do it in some ways. Yeah. And where you say that you were sitting with the fears, it was also like this idea of like, how many creative ideas have you had that came into your mind, but never actually made it like they got onto paper, but they never actually made it out into the world. And then the reason is that, is that they get stuck in the mind and then the mind creates all of these like the thoughts, right. And then the thoughts create like doubts and limiting beliefs and everything and the ego gets involved and then it just stops. So actually the idea is to kind of, get it on paper and get it into action before the thoughts get involved. Like, don't sit with it, because otherwise, as soon as the thoughts are involved and the ego likes to get involved in all of this, so, yeah, it really stalls the process. Absolutely, and I think that's where my human design as well really helped, because for me, I'm the sacral, so it's, I've got it. if I don't do something in that moment, I know my brain's going to switch off and, like, go off on a whole different story, and that's kind of my challenges. Um... But how do you work with that with being an emotional authority? By the way, yes. it's an emotional authority. <laughs> but a manifesting generator as well. Yeah, so a human design, manifesting generator, human authority, and a 6-2. Um, and with the emotional authority, you basically have to ride the emotional wave. So you don't actually act immediately. So this is actually a really good point to make is actually understand <laughs> your human design and Ola's got a podcast on it. So you can actually listen to how to do it, um, what your authority is and what to do with your authority. Thanks for the little plug there. <laughs> <Quick little plug. laughs> but seriously, it's very helpful because if I was to listen to Walla and she was like, oh, I act immediately, then I'd start acting immediately, being like, oh, this is works for her, so it should work for me, right? But um, this is the thing. We're also individual and unique, and we have different ways of working. And mine is to actually sit with it and to ride up and ride down. So I'll have, like, this moment of super excitement, and then I'll have this moment of, like, no, it's definitely not for me. And then I have to let it level out. And then once it's leveled out, I can make the decision. So actually not to be impulsive. Um, and, yeah. And that, that kind of touches on another theme is like the theme of bio-individuality, the idea that we are all completely different in in our needs, in our desires, in our dreams, in our purposes. And so in these friendships, I guess it's like, that's where there's space for everyone, right? We are all so completely unique. So we like, like we kind of support the the gifts of each other but that doesn't overtake the gifts of ourselves because we're 
completely different like we have a different purpose so someone else fulfilling theirs doesn't overtake us fulfilling ours um and one of the pillars of my coaching is to really dig into your bio individuality and figure out all of that like what does your body need like what does your mind need like are you a morning person are you a night person like are you a home person do you need to travel like whatever things are but what's your human design what's your astrology um just getting to know like really deeply ourselves and then once you understand yourself you can share it with your friends and then they can understand you because we don't work in the same way so actually that's a big thing is like being able to communicate that and being like hey this is the way that i interpret these things or this is the way i work or i mean even down to the fact that like my little sister she has adhd and she has to really explain to her friends like when I don't voice note you back, it's not because I don't love you, it's not because I don't care about you, it's just because I find it really hard and overwhelming to have all of these lists of voice notes that I have to get back on. So, like, that's a big thing with friendship is really communicating. So, first you understand your needs and you communicate them to your friend and then you can both hold space for each other's individual needs. Um, yeah, and understand each other for who they really are rather than just assuming that we're all the same because we're not. And it's a process, right? I know... I will sometimes send you like a bombardment of voice notes. And at the end of it, I still say like, and I'm really sorry that I bombarded you with all these voice notes. And it, because of the relation that we built up, it's that I trust that you will not feel pressured to answer them, not feel pressured to listen to them. I mean, some of our voice notes can go on for half an hour, 45 minutes easily. Yeah. And it's, <laughs> and it's, but the trust that we have that I can trust that you will listen to it when you have the time, that there's no pressure for you to reply in within a certain amount of time, that if I don't hear from you for a week, a month, of course, I'll check in and check if everything's okay. But it's not like, hey, you haven't replied to my voice notes. It's just, hey, is everything okay? And I think it's that, but that's definitely taken time. And I think I completely forgot to mention at the beginning how we met. (laughs) The wonderful story. The meet (laughs) you. Um, I would love for you to share actually because Aww. I think um, I mean I've obviously got my run of events in my head so I'll add in at the end like mm-hmm. my perspective because I think that would be really interesting mm-hmm. yeah okay so I feel like it was such a synchronous meeting it was so beautiful and so amazing um, so from my perspective I can't remember like if it was hard for you to get to the TED talk but ultimately we met at this TED talk uh, which was, I can't remember the title, it was like How to Save the Planet. Um, it was to do with climate change. Yeah. Um, so I was working in a renewable energy insurance company. So it was quite expensive and I didn't have spare cash. So I was like, oh, shame, I can't afford to go. I really wanted to go. And I went to my manager. I was like, can you pay for it through the company? <laughs> because, you know, it's about the climate, right? And she was like, no, I don't think that's going to fly. Um, and then my colleague next to me overheard this and she just leaned over and was like, hey, check your inbox. And she bought me this ticket out of her own money. It was the kindest thing that, well, that anyone had ever done in that company. It was so beautiful. So uh, you didn't know this, did you? Yeah. <laughs> you can um, see my face. <laughs> like, what? Yeah. So I shouldn't have even really, I mean, I wouldn't have even been there. Anyway, go along. And we were given like um, assigned seats. So it wasn't even like we felt each other that were there and we ended up sitting next to each other. We just sat in our assigned seats. 
and um it was on like cute sofas as well it was in one of those what are those um what the cinema every the every man cinema yeah the every man cinema so you're on the little (laughs) cute sofa um and i think we started speaking in the interval didn't we because we went to get brownies and you leaned over and you were like you what flavor brownie do you have and i was like oh i've got a white chocolate one (laughs) and then I can't remember how we got onto the moon, but somehow the moon came up. And then you were like, um, oh, well, you know, it might be, I don't know where to say this, but like, I work with the moon. And I was like, I love the moon too. And we just started speaking. And it was all of this stuff where we were like, kind of stuff that we might have hidden before from new people and be like, is that a bit out there? Like, maybe not the space all the time. Because, you know, in, in the middle of London, you never know. People might not be that receptive to moon chat. And, yeah, it just flowed. And then you mentioned that you were starting a coaching programme. And I knew that there was something along the lines of coaching for me. Um, I was looking to move out of corporate. I mean, I never intended to stay in corporate. Not that I'd admit that to the company. <laughs> um, so yeah you started speaking about the coaching I was like that's so amazing like let's talk about it more um and then we ended up walking back to King's Cross Station together still chatting away and then we were like let's exchange numbers <laughs> it was it was really beautiful it was so exciting it was like a new friendship but in a kind of yeah really cute way like you'd meet a boy like well let's let's exchange numbers and then we just started voice noting from day one to be honest um mm just develop from there oh still gives me like happiness vibes it was such a yeah it was so beautiful and I didn't remember about the allocator seats in my Mm. memory it was that um I don't know if I had an allocator seat but that was the only seat available that I saw and because I went on my own I was just like oh I'll just slip in there because it was literally at the end it was the the top corner um and I yeah and I just moved back to London after living in Mallorca for four months and I got 50% off the ticket because someone in a co-working space in Hammersmith um was organizing it I think so it was on a whatsapp group or something so that's how I got there um and I remember we both were talking at the end about how this one particular girl or woman resonated and all the rest didn't and she really spoke about like how the connection to ourselves and will connect us back to the earth. And she was like part of Extinction Rebellion and everything. So the fact that, that we connected on that as well really um yeah, struck a chord. But I also remember that you had moon earrings on. Mm-hmm. And that I kind of looked and I as we were starting to speak, and I was like, right, she's got moon earrings on. I'm in. I'm this is like I can say this. And that's why I think I started talking about the moon. Because mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I work with the moon. And um, I don't even remember what I said, but I just remember you looking and I just said, oh, I'm just starting starting a holistic health co- life coaching program. And I remember you just turned, like properly turned in your seat towards me and you went, you're joking. You were like, meant to sit next to me. And I was like, um, okay, <laughs> what? Like, oh God, what have I said? And yeah, it was just my, and then I remember walking all the way back to King's Cross and getting your number and then I couldn't find you because in my head you were Emily and I was like oh my god did she give me a fake number like all of this stuff but you put M so I and then you messaged me so I was like oh okay phew like thank god um 
But then I remember calling my mum literally straight away and being like, I just met the most incredible girl, you'll never guess what we spoke about, in London at a TED talk. Like, what is going on? And it was just, yeah, so it was magic. And I just remember the first time that we met after that, we spoke for about four or five hours in Camden. Didn't even buy a drink. We just actually sat down and never ordered a drink the whole time we were there. And then that was the start. And that was only a year and a half ago. Yeah. Which is nuts. Yeah. And look where we're now. Like when Mm. I woke up in the morning, I didn't know the impact that my moon earrings were going to make. Like that was just to seem like a small decision. But like always go with your intuition because it knows. Nice little (laughs) plug for intuition as well. And I think also what you were saying earlier about how we're also individual and unique. And I think that's also a benefit of growing up and growing older because you figure out what you don't like and you figure out... And the fact that you wore your moon earrings even though you went to a corporate job and there were still so many parts of you shining through even in that time. And yeah, just watching you step more and more into that version of you, that... It's strange because for me, you are always that person. You are the person that is going to get and achieve all these dreams and all of these things. And I think maybe that's just part of us being human that we do forget ourselves. But for me, nothing ever changes. You are always that person, whatever blips you have, whatever low moments or super high or whatever wave you're on. For me, it's you're always the same, right? Or you're always just stepping more into that next version of you. So um, I guess it's what we touched upon earlier. It's always, I always see your growth. I never, when I think when we think, oh, I'm taking a step backwards or whatever. I'm like, no, no, <laughs> like this is, this is a step forwards in my eyes. So um, yeah, it's magic to see. And as I said, I can't wait to see what happens in Mazunte and maybe I'll be out there and yeah, we'll see what, creations <laughs> what happens is there anything else that you wanted to touch on or share um i mean you're obviously coming back so yeah. on the podcast so there's no question about that so um i've already like noted downloads of other things to talk about but amazing yeah. i love that no nothing that particularly comes up but just a general kind of gratitude and i don't want to do any more like super intense love notes because (laughs) can save that for later but um yeah just general gratitude and appreciation for you and just thank you for seeing me and thank you for holding me together when I can't hold myself together and yeah thank you for being my biggest cheerleader I'm so grateful right back at you Um, yeah I'll keep it short and succinct (laughs) like "Mm mm-hmm and then I'll start crying once this is over. Um, but if people wanted to find out where they can connect with you or find out more about what work you do, where can they find you apart from in Mazunte in Mexico? <laughs> um, apart from on the ground, although little plug for Mazunte, if you ever find yourself over that direction, do come and dance with us. It's very fun. Um, you can find me on Instagram at Soul Health Holistic. Um, S-O-L holistic um also on substack how do you find me on substack i think it's just just whatever your name yeah yeah it's just still health yeah (laughs) amazing and you're offering coaching programs at the moment Mm, yes uh so i've got empowerment coaching one-to-one 
there's uh, a couple of options, three months or six months. Um, and if that feels um, like it's calling you, then just uh, go on my Instagram and then there's a little um, a link to a discovery call and we can just have a chat um, about what you're, what you're looking for. But it's geared around the themes of self-love, empowerment, bio-individuality, which we spoke about earlier, and intuition. So um, yeah, if that feels resonant to you, then drop me a message. And also, um, I have a workshop coming up <laughs> on Tuesday, Tuesday the 12th, uh, 7 p.m. We're doing a purpose workshop, which I'm super excited for. I feel like this is a big theme in the collective at the moment, which I'm hearing a lot about people just questioning what is my purpose am i living my purpose how do i find it how do i live in more alignment with it so we're going to be exploring all of those questions just talking about what it is um and then do some journaling on it do some sharing it's just going to be a really cozy casual space um bring a cup of tea light a candle and come and chill with us on tuesday nights amazing and you're also going to host a workshop on saturday the 23rd of september from live from mexico um <laughs> so em will also be there and i'll be posting more de details about the online retreat day um below but yeah i'll also post all of your links below so if anyone wants to find you they can just easily find you through that but yeah just again so much gratitude and thank you thank you thank you and can't wait to see you on the next episode <laughs> love you so much Love you. This week's card pull is the Starkeeper, the cosmic ancestor Seed the Light by Staying Grounded. We've had this before. I'm pretty sure we had this a couple of weeks ago. Um, so if you're watching the video, that is the card. Yes, we definitely have. Have we? I feel like we have because I mentioned the portal through the heart and again it's there's a lot of energies at the moment and I feel like that's exactly what I said last time but we will be approaching eclipse season in a month or so the first one is I believe on the 14th of September that's a lie 14th of October on the Saturday that is the opening of the eclipse portal and then we're in that for the full cycle um for until the next new moon so we can already start to feel I think the energies of that really beginning to pull us right now um what the eclipses really bring up is this they activate the north and south nodes in our astrology so if you look at your birth chart and you look at your astrology birth chart, you will find the north and south nodes, and these will be in particular signs. So every eclipse will activate these north and south nodes. And what these nodes are, they're really useful. They're really, if you if you haven't looked into them, I would highly recommend it. Just again, just have a play just if they to see if they resonate. When I discovered mine, it made so much sense. <laughs> And I love working with them, actually. And I love the eclipse season because so much does change when you become aware of it and when you become really conscious. So your south node is really your comfort zone. It is what, you know, you've been doing in your past lives, what you are very comfortable with, 
what is just easy in a way. Your North Node is here to show you what you are here to do in this lifetime. And it's really how to push your comfort zone and what boundaries you need to put in place around that. It is really here to push you. And that is really what eclipse season is here to show you. It's especially look at the house and look at the sign that it's in, because these can be, and then Google it. It's there's so much information out there. Um, but it's really, yeah, I think a lot of people at the moment are almost in that middle ground between the South and the North node. And it's that kind of discomfort of not fully understanding or knowing what your purpose is, which is very helpful because M's got that workshop on purpose on Tuesday but these the north and south node can really help um like start to get the cogs wearing in your head so again stay grounded during all of this time we are going through a lot of transitions as a planet as a collective there is a lot of energy at the moment for me there is a this very collective sadness at the moment um for me it got activated by um something that happened a couple of about a month ago some news that I heard and it's ever since then it's kind of been this like underlying sadness and underlying heaviness within my body and it really does feel that that is kind of what the collective is holding and experiencing right now the state of the planet the state of our relationships with other people with the planet and yeah, rather than trying to fight it, I'm just allowing it to sit. I'm allowing myself to sit with it, to be, to allow it to flow through. Um, but again, keep staying grounded. And rather than if you are feeling the sadness, let it be, but also allow yourself to experience the joy, allow yourself to shine, allow yourself to really continue to thrive and don't allow it to cloud or shadow your judgment or making you think that maybe this isn't something that you're meant to be doing keep going on keep staying grounded um we need you to do what you're doing right now um and yeah lead from the heart lead from your intuition lead from your heart and allow things to just drop in um rather than trying to fight anything thank you so much and i will see you at the next episode thank you so much for listening to another episode of fully blooming i hope that you're now feeling inspired empowered and motivated to start listening to your intuition to trust that inner voice and to go after what you want in your own life if you're interested in finding out more about what i do and how i can help you all of my details are in the episode description below and please don't hesitate to reach out if you have any questions If you enjoyed this episode, I would really appreciate your support by sharing it, rating and subscribing. Remember, every single one of us is here to thrive and expand into all that we're here to be. See you next time for another episode of Fully Blooming.